All right, everyone, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I hope you're having an amazing week. I know that uh, as long as you know who you are in Jesus Christ, you've got all it takes to overcome in this world. Uh, things are different, but I promise you the changes that are coming are leading us closer and closer to this incredible revival that where, G where God is going to just pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Um, don't worry about what's happening out there. Just focus on what's happening in here and know that greater is he that's in you than the devil that's in this world. Uh, I love you all. Uh, love getting together with you all on Sundays. It's been an incredible, incredible series that Pastor Barb has been doing. And, you know, the, the church services are growing in numbers and yeah, we're continuing to conduct those services on Sunday morning, both first service and second service. So come on out for that. We're doing it safe, I promise you. Everything's sterilized before and after services, and we're practicing social distancing and making sure everything is done decently and in order. So come on out for that. If you haven't been to Faith Builders Church in a good long time, we'd love to have you here at the service. Incredible anointing at the altar, incredible anointing on the Word. Over the past few weeks, I've been talking to you all about, you know, come and follow me. You know, that's Jesus' call to every born-again believer. Just, just come and follow me. Uh, receive me and just, just follow me. And we talked about many of the things to do to, you know, that the believer needs to do to, to follow Christ. And, you know, you're going to have to overcome challenges and overcome your flesh and, you know, go through that sanctification process and you're going to have to endure and you're going to have to serve him even when it doesn't make sense and you know you're going to have to become really a slave to Christ you know but really what it's going to lead you to is a life of abundance and so over the next few weeks I want to talk to you about the benefits of being a follower of Christ um, there are many benefits to this and you know it, it's difficult sometimes on the flesh to really follow Christ um, but I promise you, it's not about, you know, your feelings. It's not about your fleshly desires and what it wants. It's not about being right or wrong. It's really just, God, what is it that you have for me to do? And let me do that with all my heart, knowing that there's going to be many challenges uh, that I'll face. But if you can really start to realize that if it's God's vision for your life, then it's going to be his heavenly provision that's going to see it through. And there's no weapon formed against that heavenly provision that can prosper, right? The prosperity is going to actually come out of the benefits of following Christ and becoming a follower of Christ. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I, God, will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortune, says the Lord. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. You know, God is a God of restoration. God is a God who has plans, and those plans are good. God's not against you. He's for you in every 
possible way. And he's not just for you behind the scenes. He's for you actively and actually making a way where there seems to be no way. Giving you a future full of hope. Full of hope. Hope for what? Hope for the desires of your heart to be manifested by faith and corresponding action towards those things. You know, we talked a lot about being a follower of Jesus and knowing the plan or knowing the will or knowing the purpose of God for your life and how that translates into the lives of others. Well, there are benefits for serving that way. Bible, it says here that, he, that you'll pray and God will listen to you. You know, he's not just hearing you. You know, I can hear a loud noise, right? But may not be able to make out what it is. But if I listen, that's a whole nother level. It's not just hearing your prayers. He's listening intently to your prayers. And he says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you're going to find him. And so sometimes on your journey with Christ, you're not really sure what this whole thing is all about. You haven't really encountered the supernatural way of living in every area of your life. Maybe you come to church and, you know, you, you, you participate that way. Maybe you, you know, have your prayers that you pray before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning or maybe you spend some time in the Word of God and all of those kinds of things. All those deeds are wonderful. All of the, those deeds are foundational to what I'm talking about. But at some point in your walk in Christ, right, you're a follower of Christ, He's going to begin to impress upon you things that he wants you to do. And I'll promise you, you know, you may get excited in the beginning, but I'll tell you, it's going to come with its own unique set of challenges. But if you'll learn to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, you'll continue to develop yourself and who you are in Jesus Christ, and you'll become more like him. I'm going to share a scripture uh, in part of the series at some point, where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, because he's in you and you're in him. I mean, you're meshed together. And I promise you, Jesus isn't missing anything. He, he isn't lacking anything. And whatever Jesus is, is, has received, the Father has given to us, Jesus' followers, to participate in. And he wants to restore fortunes. I don't know who I'm, I'm probably speaking to everybody but he wants to restore fortunes that have been lost. You know, it isn't over until God says it's over. If you're a follower of Christ, I promise you, you, you may have lost a job, you may have lost your career, you know, you may be starting over, you, who knows what you're dealing with out there. But I do know that God has a plan for you right where you stand, and that plan is, is a promising, hopeful future. It's a plan for good and not for evil. You know, and, and he wants to restore you back to the way you are and even begin to stretch you even further and further and further in the kingdom of God. You see, God's all about favor. He's all about the blessing. He's all about the increase. That's, that's who God is. He's more than enough. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll hyper-focus too much on, on what our reality is right in this moment and not quite understand, whoa, wait a second here, wow, you know, God hears my prayer, you know, God intently listens to those prayers, you know, God's given me a future full of hope, and God is for me, and he wants to restore all my fortunes. Yeah, 
And that's not just Pastor Paul talking. That's the Word of God. These are promises of God for those who are followers of Jesus Christ. And you could just be starting today following Jesus. And guess what? You now have access to all the promises, all the benefits of God. God cannot lie. But it talked, you had, it talked about this in the Scripture, but look for me wholeheartedly. Look for him in your circumstance. Look for him in your situation. Look for him in your job. Look for him in your family. You know, all of these different areas. Look for him wholeheartedly, all in. I'm in it to win it with Jesus, and I'm going to depend that he will do what he says he'll do in my life. Romans chapter 8 is really the anchor chapter in my walk in Christ early, early on. And in Romans 8, 26 through 30, I want to read this to you because there's so many, there's so many benefits in here that, you know, and it's so condensed into just a few scriptures that, boy, you, you could really start to, to incorporate this into your daily living and really start to understand what the kingdom of God is all about and how there's this supernatural uh, uh, atmosphere that you're walking in that is preceding you everywhere you go so that everything you put your hands to is prospering. Everything you put your feet to is, is yours. It's given to you by God. But here's what it says. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Not a Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps you in areas where you are weak. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us, the believers, the followers of Christ, with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying in those prayers. For the Spirit pleads for us believers, or Christ followers, in harmony with God's will. So here's the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here's the Spirit of God interceding on your behalf. And He's not just interceding in just some you know, prayers that we might pray, but actually praying the perfect will of God over your life. This is powerful, absolutely transforming when you can really begin to understand that. That, wow, the, the, the creator of the heavens and the earth is like praying for me. The perfect will would be manifested in my life. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God, who are the followers of Jesus, and are called according to his purpose for them. So here you are, it says God caused everything to work together for the good of those who are called, or Jesus' followers, uh, according to the purpose for them, which is what the Holy Spirit is actually praying to the Father for. I mean, this, this, goes, this transcends any 
human thinking. This transcends any human effort. This transcends anything that you could accomplish in and of yourself. And you, but if you don't realize that that's what's happening, if you're not tuning in to the still small voice of God, you're not quite realizing that God has a plan for you and that everything's working together for good. And the Holy Spirit is actually praying for you, the Jesus follower, so that the perfect will or the purposes of God would be revealed in your life. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff. It says, for God knew his people in advance. In advance of what? In advance of the advance. Before there was a before. Before there was a, a breakup in your marriage. Before there was a, a, a drug-addicted child. Before there was a disease. Before there was any of that stuff. God knew his people. And how he created them in his image and likeness to be perfect like him. And he chose them to become like Jesus. You know, there, there always seems to me in the body of Christ, and I'm not just talking about faithful, I'm talking about the worldwide body of Christ, that there's some separation between Jesus and us. But right there it says he chose us, the, the Jesus followers, to become like Jesus. His Son, capital S, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So here the Holy Spirit is advocating for you to the Father. The Father is your creator. And then here you have the Son in which you are actually adopted or engrafted or you know, you're in Him and He's in you now. And it's all for the purpose of becoming like His Son. So that the son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Us. The Jesus followers. And having chose them, he called them to him. And having called them to him, he gave them right standing or righteousness with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them the Jesus followers, his glory. The Father is giving us his glory. So that makes us vessels of the glory of God by definition of our creator. And when you can get that, it's like, wow, you know, there must be more than punching a clock and paying some bills. Yes, there is. And I tell you, God knows everything you have need of, and he's already met all of those things in accordance with the wondrous riches and glory found only in Jesus Christ. But if you're not careful, you won't be a follower of Jesus in the area of receiving, right? It all becomes about the doing without the receiving. And there's no such thing in the kingdom. As a person sows, that shall they also that they shall also reap. And so if you give sparingly, right, to, to the benefits of God, meaning that you don't really walk in them, except, you know, when it's absolutely, you know, I'm in dire straits, you know, but if you sow sparingly into that area of the word of God, you're going to reap sparingly. 
But if you sow bountifully into, I receive all that Jesus you know, died for me to receive, and you say, you know what, I don't accept that in my life, I don't accept this in my life, I don't accept that, I don't even accept what I'm praying over my own life, I accept what the Holy Spirit is praying over my life, and the Holy Spirit is praying the perfect will of God back to the Father, and that is connecting me to become more like Jesus. There is far more, far more to Christianity than, than going to church and paying your tithe or, or bringing your kids and, and putting them back in, you know, faith kids back here or, you know, doing the, the good thing, the good deeds. No, if you're sowing into that thing, then you need to reap. And, and, and you, you can't violate that, that law of reciprocity. And it's not just what you're giving as in money into a bucket and, and contributing to you know, the affairs that are going on here at Faith Builders Church, which thank you so much for your contributions. Thank you for your continued giving, because I'm telling you, your giving is what's making these services possible and these ministries that we have possible. But don't just get in the habit of doing without receiving. Be a follower of Jesus Christ, right, in your doing, but in also in your, your receiving. Because it's reciprocal. God wants to continue to bring back to you what you're actually doing so that you can multiply it more and more and more in your life and in the lives of others. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. It says, do not worry. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry. Saying, what shall we eat? You know, will I have a job next week? You know, will I have this next week? You know, is this going to happen for me? Am I ever going to, you know, get a house? Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to, you know, get my, my wife and kids on board with, you know, what I'm doing or my husband and kids or, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with in your life, but I know that you're dealing with many, many things that are causing you to worry. But it says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, or they work hard to get these things, right? And your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, right? But it says, seek first the kingdom and your right standing, and all these things will be given to you. You see, if you've got to do, if you've got to do and do and do and do and do and just keep doing to get more and all this kind of thing, I promise you, you're, if you're doing it that way, then you're doing it in a buying and selling model. I'm here talking to you about the kingdom, which is a sowing and reaping model. If I'm going to be a follower of Christ, then you know what? That means I'm giving up a lot of what my flesh, what I would want for myself, and I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Well, you know what? There's compensation or benefits associated with that. And again, it, it's hard to imagine if, you, if you've never really walked in what I'm talking about, but to do, you know, and to try to get things that way, you're subject to the, the laws of the world, you know, that, that you, you could do and do and do and work hard and get all this stuff, but then it could be gone tomorrow. But in the kingdom of God, you're not going to have to suffer loss like that. Whatever you lose, God will restore back into your life. That is a mindset. That is a belief. That is the word of God. That is what Jesus came and died for. He said he came 
to this earth and became poor so that you and I could become rich in everything. He said that he's given us everything that pertains to life and to godliness. Well, that's already given. It's laid up in heaven. But we've got to receive those things. We can't think that we're being selfish by receiving what God has intended for us to receive. You don't want to be a, build a big beaver dam and, and separate yourself from this open window of heaven and talk yourself out of that because, well, you know, I don't know if I deserve that and I don't know this, that, or that. No, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, a brand new creation in him. You keep your heart right before him and you work as unto the Lord and seek first that kingdom in your right standing to be able to do that. And that means not only what needs to be done, but also what needs to be received. Powerful stuff. Could end the needless suffering that this world has, that maybe you're facing in your own life because you're stuck in what the scripture is talking about. Don't worry. Don't worry. Walk in faith. Walk in the kingdom principles and begin to allow God to reveal to you and to cause these, these, these incredible gifts to be bestowed upon you so that you can be, I mean, the best follower of Jesus there was, be the best uh, uh, example of the glory of God, you know, where you not only have enough for yourself, but you have enough for every person you come in contact with. That's the will of God for your life. Well, it's time to close this service, and I, I hope you're, you're receiving uh, what the Word of God has to say. It's not about what Pastor Paul has to say. Uh, it, it's all about the Word, and it's all about our faith to receive what the Word of God is saying and not to hinder the Word, not to hold it back, but to freely allow it to immerse us and become us because you are actually created by the Word of God. Before we close this service, I want to make sure every person knows the Jesus that I'm talking about. And this is your opportunity to receive him. I want you to say this prayer with me. And, you know, I just want you to say it with all your heart. And, you know, just say it like you mean it and, and trust God with it. Just, just going forward in your life. And just continue to pray to him and continue to just work with him and, and, and just let him have some room in your life. But it all starts with this prayer. So you may not have ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you may be coming back to Jesus. doesn't make any difference. He's ready for you. And he wants to write your name in the Lamb's book of life. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we do have some discipleship uh, tools on our website that you can watch and, and learn. But more importantly, we'd like you to come and see us here at the church. We'd like to get to know you, and we'd love to just have the opportunity to disciple you and make sure you grow up into a strong, mighty man or woman of God. I also want to invite you to services this Sunday. Pastor Barb will have an incredible message for you. And until then, God bless you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.